0: going on everyone welcome to the cleveland pulse podcast as always i am your host justin harold and with me my co-host jeff santa this is episode 20 and we will be previewing the cleveland browns versus the las vegas raiders um jeff how are you doing today my guy good good 20 episodes deep that's love it it's impressive. I'm glad that we've stuck with it and, you know, yep. we're, we've been consistent about it since the, since the season started. So it's awesome, great stuff. So uh, Jeff, me and you have been talking about this game for a while now we've gone a little bit in depth about some things, but before we get into the game itself, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, there are some, I don't even know that it's fair to call them or ethical to call them rumors. Cause it came from uh essentially like a fan page kind of for trade rumors for the Browns. But, um, you know, the trade deadline is coming up. The Browns need some help in terms of defense. Maybe you could argue with the wide receiver position, considering we've been injured. (laughs) Um, uh, DBs, linebackers, uh, probably primarily safeties and linebackers are the two points. Yeah. Defense altogether. Um, Anyone we've seen, we've seen teams give up high quality players. Uh, Carlos Dunlap traded to the Seattle Seahawks. I would have, I would have liked to maybe gauge what the market was on him. Uh, what kind of compensation? I don't really know what he was traded for. I think it was just picks in general. I didn't care um, for him. Yeah, you told me that. Everson Griffin was traded from. Uh, Dallas to Detroit, I believe. That's another yeah, that's, edge rusher. Um, the reason I bring those two guys up is because I feel um, the Browns need someone to compliment Miles on the other side as of right now. Uh, you sent me the graphic of Miles has more sacks by himself than whole teams do. And, you know, if we could generate some more pressure without just Miles being that guy with a four-man pressure – uh, it would do wonders for our defense. But what are your thoughts on trade rumors and just the Browns in general going out and possibly acquiring a player to fill some roles? Uh,
1: yeah, I don't really think that that's those stories on Twitter um, are accurate just, just because of the source um, solely that it really wasn't anybody credible, um, at least in my eyes. Uh, but, I mean, I don't. I don't think we need a wide receiver. I, I really don't. Um, I know that they're probably concerned about Landry um, with a, with a broken rib. That's probably the primary concern with Odell Beckham Jr. You know, sadly being lost for the season, but, you know, we get Kadero Hodge reactivated from the IR this week. That's a, it's a good step in the, in the right direction, considering it seems like, you know, at least the and Baker, have a good relationship with them, you know, that was someone who wasn't even on our, me and yours radar to start the season. But between him, Landry, DPJ looks like he had some some upside and, um, you know, Higgins. Higgins, I think, is is one of those guys where he's kind of been pushed underneath the rug a little bit within our system, and I think he's got the best connection with Baker Mayfield out of anybody on the team on the offensive side of the ball. I think that was pretty apparent last week with his big game. Finally, a hundred yard receiver uh, took six weeks and it was Rashard Higgins. So, I mean, whoever predicted that one, good on you. But I think that the defense definitely is going to be the side of the ball that really we're going to be looking, looking toward. And just another, I'm going to keep harping on it. Just, just shows kind of how we botched this off season. I mean, it just, we pick up Austin Hooper. That's cool and all. Um, which we've gotten a little unlucky with him the past couple weeks. He probably won't play again this week um, due to an unforeseen circumstance, obviously, but could have signed a linebacker. We let two good linebackers go. And I'm looking at this right now, which is, I don't know if this is, cause you brought up Dunlap, and I don't know if this is just Jadavion Clowney, but the, mm-hmm. I think the Titans are paying him 12 million and he turned down 15 million from us. I don't get that at all. I would, have, looking back on it, I would have liked to sign him
0: low key. I, I think that was primarily on him and his feeling of Cleveland at the time. Oh, yeah. um, so nothing really that we could do there. I also didn't want to have to pay him uh, the money. But I think looking at it now, I would rather have yeah. him over Olivier at this point. Definitely but have,
1: we should have let. I, I, but I feel like it's off. been a
0: quiet season for him too. Maybe I'm just not yeah. paying attention to the Titans in general that much. But um, you know they are a very top end tier team. So they must be doing something right over there, but yeah. So just to refer back just for people who might not have seen it or heard about it, there was like a rumor from a pretty really unreliable source that um, the Browns were talking about trading for Adam Thielen from the Minnesota Vikings, the Vikings uh, in a selling mood because of their current record. So I guess there was just a fire sale that, you know, maybe someone kind of picked up on and tried to run with it. And it got some, I get, it got some attention from some other like reporter out there, some like uh, verified reporter and it was just whatever. But yeah, for me personally, I don't see the need to go out and draft a wide receiver. Like you said, or draft a uh, trade for a wide receiver, you know, Jarvis is going to move into that number one role. He'll, he'll grab the most attention from teams and then, Higgins, like you said, first time having a 100-yard wide receiver. He'll step up big. His chemistry with Baker is unreal. DPJ showing flashes of his potential will, you know, end up being that third wide receiver in the set. And then, like you said, Cadero coming back from injury. will probably get his workload uh, just primarily from giving guys breathers and such and probably on blocking plays maybe. But, yeah, for me (sighs) – and it, it's just consistent with how the defense performs in terms of coverage for me. Um, I did say that I would like to get another DN. I don't know that that's going to happen at this point. I don't know that it's necessary at this point. You got Porter Gustin and Adrian Claiborne who are very solid pass rushers. I think that Claiborne is better than Vernon at this point in the season. Joe Woods said this today that he thinks Olivier was trying to get past some health concerns earlier in the season and it's just about to find his rhythm so I'd love for him to find his rhythm right before the bye week and prove that he can actually do that Um, but for me the linebackers and the safeties are the worry and
1: need a safety I think
0: but I don't. I really don't. My thing is, you start Ronnie Harrison at strong safety. I'm sorry, he's he's currently outperforming Carl Joseph in the terms of coverage. I know um, Carl. He really he he got hurt, but he also did play pretty well. But they're both strong safeties. Unless you move Ronnie into the free safety position, I think, you know, he he has a very good coverage grade right now, which is important, especially in this game that's coming up, and then you can't go out and get a free safety like a stud free safety because you have Grant Delpit um, returning for next year if you go out there and you try to add another player like that um, you kind of screw up what's going to happen with him eventually I think if you replace Sandejo with Redwine it would fix it would fix a lot of problems in general I think we have the guys there to fix that problem my my opinion is that the linebackers don't have a guy that can cover uh, tight ends or guys in the slot very well. I would say if Mac Wilson was hundred percent, which I don't think he is, I think he would be the best guy. But after that, you got two other linebackers on the field who um, more often or not are pretty clueless in coverage or not very good in coverage. Uh, talky talky, completely unreliable in coverage. B.J. Goodson, he's gotten interceptions, I think, based off of um, tip balls, and he's
1: okay. I think Goodson's okay.
0: Yeah, but I would still probably put him at like third in terms of like coverage as a linebacker, and then have Malcolm Smith at second. So I, I think there's room to go out and I, I looked at free agents, and honestly, there are free agents that I would rather go out and grab than try to trade for in terms of. Um, linebackers but I don't know it's the trade deadline I believe ends Wednesday of next week and so I don't know you're not gonna I don't think a trade's gonna happen before the the Raiders game I think they're gonna let the Raiders game play out and then dependent on you know again I've, I've said it in the past that if they win they're not gonna really fix anything I don't really think that they're gonna invest in trying to fix something that's gotten them to six and two uh, but if they lose, maybe they maybe they take what I've said into consideration and maybe they move Sandejo, um out of the starting lineup. And as you know, a rotational player and maybe they right before the deadline, they trade for someone or they sign for someone. So we'll see on that. But I don't know. Did you did you think you had anything else to add on that subject?
1: I agree with you on like the usage. The part of, you know, Joe Woods and whatever usage he's kind of been like weirdly using just because I feel like we do have guys that like could step up back there. They just aren't getting used like enough in comparison, like how me and you talk about it. Um, I understand the whole Delpit argument, but I think just because of that injury, um, I know that I, a lot of people, you know, come back very well from from that's a pretty common football injury. Um, that he has but I think that if you could go out and grab a safety that is even you know hopefully on the veteran side where even if Delpa isn't you know he could might never be the same again unfortunately um, you would honestly hope and pray that that's not the case but even just having our some of our younger guys under you know I think that was kind of what they were going with trying to what trying to go out and get some Dejo, which I mean it hasn't worked so far which is I mean, it could even be another point against my own argument, but getting a guy that's going to go out there and just hopefully help the defense at every level, um, especially the back seven, I think is, is kind of what I'm going for there with the, uh, with the the safety acquisition. But who are you looking at on the free agent list? I'm interested.
0: Um, So obviously, you know, I've always talked about Clay Matthews being one of those guys that you could grab as a linebacker slash uh, edge rusher still hasn't signed with a team. Um, There was, um, not Denzel Perryman. Denzel Perryman is the one player, the one linebacker that I would trade for, but he has injury problems. He's in, uh, uh, it's not the San Diego chargers. What are they now? The Los Are they also like Los Angeles now? Yeah. They're, they're LA. yeah LA chargers. Um, he's one player that I've considered, but like, he's not my, uh, he's not my top guy. Uh, I'm looking up the list right now, but they're, there is a couple of players. There is Cameron Wake. He's, he would be an edge guy, but he's too old. He's too old. And I don't think he would do, um, even like what Olivier is doing. So where was my one? So Clay Matthews is there. Oh, Darren Lee. Darren Lee is a, is a player from Ohio State. So maybe I'm a homer in that sense, but I've always thought that he was a great coverage guy. He's a little bit on the smaller side. And that's why I would think he'd be, um, if you don't, if, if you remember, Jeff, uh, was it last year that we traded him? Oh God. We traded him to Philadelphia. What was his name now? He came off the edge and was a linebacker and this is going to upset me, but it seemed like him, his first year here. Oh God, dude. It's going to bug no me. Idea who you're talking it's going to bug me. We'll, we'll get off of this topic for right now. Cause if I, if I sit on it, I'll remember it, but I don't want to take up too much time. So we'll move on from it. But the, there, there are guys in free agency that I think could just, you could plug and play and have a situational guys. I'm more on the linebacker side. I'm not really on the safety side. If you wanted to go out and get a safety um, free agent that you were talking about being a veteran, Jeff, I've always, always, always put my money on um, Eric Berry. Right. I don't know why he's not signed on a team. I don't know if he's, you know, he's calling it quits or whatever, but he'd be one of those guys that he's a, free safety fantastic guy he's fought through a lot of stuff cancer injuries um, phenomenal player I would I would be willing to go out and sign him but I just don't know that they feel that the safety position is the one that they need to attack so, Um, I just,
1: I really just hope Stefanski, you know, and company isn't operating under the, you know, it's like not broke. So don't fix it because I mean, we are five and two, but it's just pretty clear that the two above average offenses that we faced, um, we couldn't hang with. We got absolutely torched. And I think that this is probably your, probably the third or even second best offense coming up here with this Raiders team. Um, I I, even though you know we we made the Steelers offense look really good. I think that this Raiders offense probably is a little bit better. And that's even with Josh Jacobs kind of having a down year almost so far through um through the first six uh six or seven weeks i mean he had his opening week was i'm pretty sure he had two or three touchdowns but i mean he's not even playing that well but i think you see i think this type of offense from the las vegas raiders is kind of built to carve this cleveland browns defense
0: yeah absolutely all right so jeff i found out who it was do you remember genard avery yeah Um, do you remember that he was he was phenomenal in his rookie year. And then last year when Freddie Kitchens had his whole thing with vendettas with, you know, um, yep. Njoku, of Higgins, Jannard Avery, all quality players. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those guys that I would wish to have back just as a linebacker slash edge rusher. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's move on to the, the Raiders game. And so me and you have been talking about the Raiders. I think they're the third best team that will, we will have played, this entire season, and so um, you've you've talked to me that you've watched a little bit of their highlights and such, just to try to get a an understanding for what they do well and such. So, what did you what did you see in particular, and what games did you watch?
1: So, I the only one I watched was the Buccaneers game, just because they lost. Um, they they're I don't know. I think we're a little bit more consistent than them. They catch the New England Patriots at probably the best football that the Patriots were playing all year long and lose to them and give up 36 points. Uh, their defense is bad, but their offense, I mean, Darren Waller, Darren Waller has been on people's radar for, you know, at least last year, this year is his breakout season. Um, they're basically, he looks like a wide receiver out there. He's making crazy catches. He's athletic. Uh, he looks, you know, obviously extremely talented and Carr just, I don't know if it's Gruden. I don't know if it's Carr, maybe a combination of both. They just like target him. They love throwing to him in the red zone in specific. So that's, I mean, I think Waller's probably your biggest um, threat. And then they just have, you know, fast wide receivers outside of that. Henry Ruggs is probably one of the faster wide receivers in the league and kind of a career revival, so to say, for um, Nelson Aguilar, who is somewhat of a walking meme in Philadelphia. And now he's, you know, having a career, uh, career best season, it looks like. Um, he's got, you know, almost 300 yards receiving already. So, I mean, I just am not a huge fan of how good their offense is going to be against, you know, how bad our defense is playing. I think even though they did get uh, smoked by Tampa Bay last week, I think that was solely because Tampa Bay's defense played really well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I so I watched the, the Chiefs game and the Tampa game which I thought both games, they won and lost in the fourth quarter. So it really got away from them in the fourth quarter against Tampa Bay. Um, It was really interesting too, because I thought that they started off really well, like you said, and then they just kind of went tick for tack. I don't think their rushing game ever got started. Uh, Josh Jacobs having a, what you would consider a sophomore slump. I think you said that last uh, last podcast, but he really hasn't been able to get anything really started since that first game. He's had a couple of decent games, too. They like to try to get him involved. Um, I assume when they're winning, they try to get him to, you know, run out the clock and such. But, you know, that Kansas City game, another one where it kind of just went down to the wire almost. Um, they brought it back really – the Chiefs brought it back really close, but um, the Raiders were able to pull away in that fourth quarter. So the thing about the thing that interests me the most about this is you said their defense is very porous. I think, you know, they'll have some guys. They had some guys this past week. The reason they could have lost this game is because of guys they had on COVID list. They had guys uh, that didn't get to practice the whole week, their whole offensive line. The starting lineup was on the COVID list for them ended up coming back. I think someone got hurt though in the game, um, so they're a little banged up. And then Damian Arnett, um, you know, he is one of those other guys, one of the corners that started on their team from Ohio State. Um, he should be back from the COVID list, but I don't know. Defensively, you know, they they're letting up quality points. Um, they their first game they gave up thirty, second game gave up twenty four. Third game gave up 36, fourth game gave up 30, Uh, fifth game gave up 32 and then final game, they gave up 45. So they're a lot like us in the terms that, um, you know, if they're not, if they're not winning the shootout, they're not winning that game. And so it's going to, it's, it's going to be just that. It's going to be a shootout. Um, I think if we can't, if we can't establish the lead first, then it's going to have to be one of those games like last week was for Baker.
1: I just think their offensive – because watching the Tampa Bay game, Derek Carr has – he has sufficient time in the pocket. Yeah. And that's what we really struggle with. Uh, I think that's pretty much the game plan for beating this Browns team at this point in time. Um, give your quarterback, you know, not a whole lot of time. It's I mean, obviously, Miles Garrett is going to be – you know, he's going to be in the backfield. But if you could limit Miles Garrett and give your quarterback a sufficient amount of time and, you know, have – the good medium to long range passing game, I think you're going to beat us. And I think that's kind of the formula that the Raiders are working with here. I mean, I didn't see Derek under that much pressure in the highlights. Um, you know, obviously they, they might not have shown some of those parts of the game, but I, I definitely think that their offensive line is good enough to, you know, limit miles Garrett. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully he's, he's back there a lot, but I think this is a, this is a, a game where our defense gets torched and I think this is a game where we torch their defense. So uh, probably is going to be the last person to score wins.
0: Yeah. Um, usually I like to start games. If we get the choice, we won't this time because we're at home, but if we, you know, if we win the coin toss, I usually like to start games on defense, um, against a team like this against a team, like the Raiders, you know, Derek Carr is playing very efficiently. It's a thing. And so I don't really want to give them the chance to, uh, get off to, you know, a nice start. A lot of teams, you know, they build off of that. And so I would say, I would like for us to be able to start on offense, establish the run and just kind of get Baker in a rhythm. He doesn't have to, you know, go off like he did last game, but um, his efficiency just needs to be just like, it just it needs to be on par with Derek Carr essentially for this game is my yep. opinion on that. Um switching over to the defense though, we're going to need to find ways to create pressure um, without miles. You know, you were saying, you know, if they can buy time for Derek Carr with subduing miles a little bit, then they're going to have a hell of a game against us because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the plays that Derek Carr hits on are those deep balls to uh, Nelson out Aguilar and to Henry rugs and to Darren Waller. Darren Waller is kind of like the, you even texted me he's the top three uh tight end right now he's really good at um kind of getting away from people and kind of getting into that deep third but he's also really good at the release routes and you know the simple you know being in the middle of the field kind of um reception so my thing is Terrence Mitchell needs to play like early on Terrence Mitchell like the first uh two to three games Terrence Mitchell you know these last couple ones I haven't been very impressed or very happy with him. Obviously, Denzel is going to do Denzel things, but he only covers one side of the field. And with a team that has Henry Ruggs and has Nelson Aguilar, two guys who have been consistent on tape with just burning corners at this point, uh, our corners are going to need to play really well if it's man coverage. I think Kevin Johnson will have a busy day as well because from what I see, they like to put guys into the slot and get the mismatch with a linebacker, um, which is, you know, I think we do that well. I think our slot corners don't get too, and Kevin Johnson is our slot corner. I don't think he gets beat too often, um, but the, the important thing will be our safeties and our linebackers being able to keep the middle of the field kind of muddied and kind of, you know, lure Derek Carr into some traps. I hope Joe Woods can, you know, dial up some looks for Derek Carr and make him kind of, you know, think something's there that he usually has and kind of just, you know, play off that. The, the defense importantly, most importantly needs to get back on track with getting the turnovers. Um, You know, Miles Garrett can't be the, the benefactor of, you know, getting all those turnovers and Denzel Ward, you know, it needs to come from other players. Other players need to step up on this team on this defense specifically. So, that's what I'll be looking for in this game. I'll be
1: curious. I'm curious to two things defensively. I'll be curious, you know, who Denzel's covering. Um, I think it's probably a coin flip. And I think whoever doesn't, whoever he doesn't cover probably goes for a huge game, um, sadly. And two, I'll be curious as to our blitz schemes this week, because we blitzed a lot last week. And I think that was solely because that the Bengals kind of show themselves really early on as being one dimensional. So um, this Raiders team is, you know, even even with Josh Jacobs not playing as good as he did his freshman year, it's still more balanced than, you know, Joe Joe Mixonless Cincinnati Bengals squad. So I'll be really curious what Joe Woods has, like you said, dialed up for as far as blitzing or as far as how we're going to cover the middle of the field and, you know, but you're totally right. We're going to need somebody to step up. I mean, we're going to need Terrence Mitchell to play probably his best game of the year. We're going to need Sandeo to just not get burned. And, you know, hopefully we have some contributing factors from some other guys on the field.
0: Yeah. I'm hoping for, you know, more of Ronnie Harrison. I hope they you find a way to get Sheldrick red wine in there. If it's like rotational or however it is, I think this is going to be the first week where our uh, safeties, could do a rotation like we talked about in the past with you know having Carl Joseph and Sandejo and then on on another drive have red wine and Ronnie Harrison. My thing is and talking about the blitz, I think the blitz needs to come from the linebackers for me. Cause you can't you can't leave one of these linebackers on Darren Waller or on someone who's in the slot because they have they they have weapons. They have weapons to use and Derek Carr will find the mismatch that's just how he's been playing this season. So if you're going to bring the pressure and if you're going to leave someone in coverage, you know, blitz two, two linebackers or blitz a linebacker, but at least keep Malcolm Smith in coverage or keep Mac Wilson in coverage. Right. Everyone else, you know, Goodson, his primary job on the, on the defense should be to, you know, fill holes and to be, blitz, to be blitzing and same with Sione talkie-talkie. I mean, if those two are on the field and they're not filling holes and they're not blitzing, then I don't want them on the field personally.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think the, uh, yeah, I agree with blitzing the linebackers. I think that's probably your best chance and just, you know, I don't know. I think Gruden is, is a pretty decent sized risk taker. So if we could catch, you know, Derek Carr making some stupid decisions or having some bad throws, I think, uh, you know, kind of a common theme that me and you have, discussed almost every week is just win the turnover battle and I mean some it doesn't matter who it comes from if Denzel's making the play but you know somebody else you know reaps the benefits of it like we saw last week I mean that's fine and just make sure that our offense you know holds the ball and protects it more than their offense
0: yeah I think what's going to end up happening is in the turnover battle it's going to be a lot if for our defense's case and uh, I think it'll be a lot more of guys having to win their one-on-one battles in terms of coverage i think you know i don't think you'll get a lot of you know two two covered or two guys in coverage and they're both converging on the ball this time i think Denzel's going to need one uh, need one i think terrence mitchell is going to need one um and then a lot of just pbus i mean uh, that's most important as long as you can as long as you can get their car to have to play a little bit risky and have them throw those 50 50 balls um, which he hasn't really had to, had to do a lot this season. Like I said, yep. he the games he's lost, I think he's lost them in the fourth quarter. So well, if you has, can get him,
1: he has 13 touchdowns, only two interceptions, with a north of 80 QBR. So I mean, he's a f- efficient, like you
0: said. Right, and I think I, I think a lot of teams like to defer when they win the when they win the toss. So I'm hoping that if that's the case and they win the toss, I hope that we can get the ball. Either way, I hope we can get the ball to start. I want to start on offense. I want us to, because if it this game's at home, I'm going to the game again, um, and we we really do get loud, um, and I really think it showed in the Indianapolis game. I think, you know, Philip Rivers played one of his worst games, and he came back and bounced back the next week, um, which was impressive by him, but not very impressive when he was, you know, in our in our house and everything. So you know, it might be hard for the Raiders to, you know, come, come all the way out to Ohio where it's Mm -hmm. going to be cold. They're not going to really be used to that right now. And so, you know, there's a lot of different factors that can be playing into this game, but just to switch back over to the offense really quickly, me and you talked about it. I said, this has to be Kareem's best game. Kareem hunt has to really, you know, we didn't get the run established last game. We didn't get the run established against the Steelers, uh, he even said that in an interview today that, you know, defenses have been keen in on the on the run. And that's fair, but we still have to be able to, you know, get those yarded. We need to get that yardage. We need to be able to get the push up front and make the holes so Kareem can, you know, do what he does best. But he also just needs to, you know, make things happen. That's what he was known for. That's what he is known for. And so he needs to play his best game. I need, you know, hundred yards out of him rushing the ball at least. So that's my take on the offense. Obviously, I would love to see Baker just play super efficiently again and have a fantastic game. But uh, I think the key to winning this one is going to get the run game established again.
1: Just another, you know, unfortunate week missing nick chubb because i just think you know i think we have 200 rushing yards you know minimum as a team if he's you know 100 healthy but you know got to work through injuries also you know why teller being down doesn't help the situation austin hooper is you know proven to be an above average blocking tight end this year which i don't really think a lot of people you know kind of expected from him but i mean that's another guy down that does aid our run defense to some extent but I think Kareem Hunt, just, you know, the versatility that he shows, I mean, we could run him as wide receiver. We have before. Um, I think his total yards are going to have to be close to 150, you know, regardless of where he's getting it from. But I think we really saw last week with Cincinnati, um, we kind of torched them, <clears throat> excuse me, on the ground, you know, week, uh, whenever we played on Thursday night, obviously with Chubb. But they kind of had good push into the backfield. Um, the second time we played them and, you know, we torch them in the air. So that's where Baker's going to have to have, you know, his best throws is when defenses are specifically looking for our running game. Um, I just don't think that this Raiders team could really keep up with the likes of Kareem Hunt and even, you know, maybe some flashes of Dearness Johnson coming out of our backfield. They looked brutally below average, you know, trying to tackle Fournette and um, and uh, Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, yeah, the other Tampa Bay back last week. So, And I think Kareem's way better than both of those guys. So I think it's really going to be on the shoulders of Kareem, you know, regardless of how he's getting his yards and however he's making the defense, you know, cover him.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest, you talked about it in our text messages that their, their defensive line doesn't look anything special in terms of the run defense or run defense in general, just doesn't look great. So, you know, we'll, if we can get started, I think that's the key. Uh, I like that, you know, in the past, when we had Nick Chubb, we would kind of continuously pound the ball and it would, uh, it would end up, you know, in the second half, really opening up a lot more, but you kind of want that early success running the ball because it sets up the play action. It sets up the boot. um, It sets up just Baker having a cleaner pocket than usual. And so um, I I really do think it's going to be on Kareem. I haven't really talked about him. I don't think so. Uh, You're usually the guy who gushes over him, especially in, last week's game somehow where you pick his touchdown of all touchdowns to the best beat to be yeah the best apparently the easiest. yeah the easiest of yeah. the best uh, not for not everybody
1: involved that. for my uh, heart rate it was the best
0: yeah yeah i guess for <laughs> blood pressure's sake yeah it's probably the best when those happen but um yeah i mean he's gonna have to have a big game um Blocking wise, I think the team in general just needs to get back on track. Um, it seems like it's been off since the Steelers game, so yep. hopefully we can get it back on track. And you know, this is this is the last game. This is the last game before the bye week, and you know that bye week biggest game be huge. of the year. Questionably, questionably, no, definitely
1: is, definitely is. It's biggest game
0: until uh, this point. To this point, yeah, I'll agree I mean, with that.
1: I mean, think about it. We, you know, we handle indianapolis and they've kind of i don't even what are they are they like three and three three and four
0: no but i i i get what you're getting at because you know this is for playoff seating essentially a huge game um because right well the colts are actually four and two right now so they're seven and we're six
1: yeah
0: um and the raiders are three and three uh but, but I mean, they're sitting a, they're sitting they did, at nine yeah. they're sitting they're tied at eighth with the dolphins so yeah, this is absolutely a huge game in terms of and seeding and for future yeah, future implications. So um but again, just imagine six and two going into a bye week and you you get guys healthy again, you get Wyatt Teller back, who was arguably the best offensive lineman, if not best right guard in the league playing at that time. You get Nick Chubb, your stud hopefully stud hopefully. number one. Yeah, I think it's likely because – I don't
1: want to rush him back, though.
0: No, but I don't think – you know, Nick, he's a smart guy, and he knows his body. Um, Even if we don't really get him back, I think we will. Hopefully get Hooper back, too. Hooper will be back. Hooper will be back, I think. Um, But just to get guys healthy in general, Jacob Phillips would be good to have back. Maybe on the off chance, Greedy Williams comes off of the IR. That would be incredible. He's been Um, in limbo for 10 weeks. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that's still kind of bizarre, but just to get guys healthy, get that off, get that bye week, and then, you know, kind of just start preparing for the second half of the season. And, you know, even, even for the coaches, it'll be really good to assess what they've done good in the first half of the season. And then, you know, what they need to improve on, what they can, you know, game plan on and uh, move forward. So, but and another I week,
1: I mean, for five and two, a third in our division, but another week where you got – I mean, we're in a pretty big AFC clash, and then you got the, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. So a team uh, – another week where a team ahead of us is going to pick up an L. I mean, you saw the Titans, you know, lose to the Steelers last week. So, I mean, even if, you know – just to, you know, get this out of the way, but worst case scenario, I mean, a loss, other teams are going to lose. I mean, everyone was freaking out during uh, when we get smoked by the Steelers, but we actually moved up in the rankings, I believe that week. So I mean, seven to six. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a huge quality win. This is a big home game. This is one of the bigger home games, you know, since me and you have been born and been Browns fans, believe it or not. I mean, the Raiders are not world beaters. I mean, we're gonna, I think we have a slight edge, you know, 100% healthy, I think we have a huge edge. I still think we have a slight edge, especially being at home, them coming all the way across the country. But a team ahead of us in, you know, the playoff standings is is going to take a loss this week. And, I mean, we've seen other teams, you know, kind of falter. I know that it's this is mostly like Browns focus, but, I mean, the Bills don't really look that good um, compared to what they started with, you know, the whole the whole season. I mean, there's other AFC teams that could, you know, trip up and fumble. Other teams are going through what we go through.
0: Yeah. Uh, weirdly enough, the, the Dolphins are a game back from being in the playoffs, and they, for some reason, decided to put yep. Tua in at starter. I think that's the worst decision yeah, they've made. That's the
1: Rams' defense
0: with yep. uh, Aaron Donald. Yep. Against Donald. Yeah. Um, but besides that, so um, yeah, I think the, you know what else is a big, just a, a statistical thing that you can get behind right now with this game is currently under Kevin Stefanski. Regime, the Browns are three and zero at home. Correct?
1: Uh, yeah, I believe so.
0: Could go to four and zero. I mean, establishing that home dominance is kind of a a big deal. I think, and I mean, I know for for a fact it is. It's it's a huge deal um, yeah. to have teams come in and you know not be able to get the win is hugely important, especially when you're starting a new regime uh, for this team and to get Baker's numbers up at home even more would be great. So just even,
1: I mean, just even developing legacies with that whole sentiment. I mean, all the, all the, you know, the good teams and the great teams, I mean, good luck winning at Baltimore, good luck winning at Heinz and, you know, good luck winning at Arrowhead in the past couple of years. So, I mean, let's put first energy on that list too.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, the correct number is three, three wins at home as of this point against the Bengals, against Washington and against the Colts. Um, And, you know, Washington and the Colts game were some of our better games, in my opinion. So hopefully that continues to be the the case. So um, predictions, I got to have it be really close this week. Honestly, um, it's going to be upwards in the 30s. I'm just trying to think if I'm going to have it at 38 to 35 Browns.
1: I got it even more than that. I got it. 40 40 38 Browns, Cream Hunt 150 total yards, two touchdowns.
0: Wow. Yeah, I would love, I'd love to hit 40 again. but I really wouldn't like to see 35 points. I really wouldn't like to see them get into the 30s, but I think it's going to happen we're, no matter we're what. We're
1: giving up I think we're giving up 30.
0: Yeah, I I think I agree this with game's
1: that. I think this game's like 27 24 and a half.
0: <laughs> That'd be monstrous. <laughs> the heartache I would have at halftime would be monstrous. I yeah, monstrous. Yeah, I don't know. I I've, I'm really hoping for a high quality game. I do like when in, in retrospect, I do really like when games are very close and everything. I just don't like it when I'm a bronze fan in a bronze game where <laughs> right. they're really close. And it's, it's like, I'm at the stadium and I'm just, we
1: like, just got it. we got to get up for our, for our fans too. Like we just, we got to play inspired defense. Just besides Ward and Garrett, you know, the obvious, you know, studs we just, someone else has to just step up.
0: Yeah. Ronnie Harrison, I think is that guy. I think he could be that guy as well. Um, he could be the little bit more of the most consistent, one of the more consistent players on our team. Um, But yeah, we, we do. I think our players do get up though, when we're at home, uh, besides that first uh game at on uh, Thursday night, where it was a short week going against the Bengals and everything. I think we played extremely well at home. And so I hope that continues. And I hope that, you know, coming from Las Vegas, going to Ohio, that's going to be a, a big change for them. And so, yeah, yeah, I think that's, it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be a fantastic game. So, Jeff, you got anything else you want to add before we uh, before we sign off?
1: Just protect, protect first. Energy should be like you said. Good game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, everyone. Well, like I said, we're gonna call it there. Um, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, if you could share this with all your friends, family. Uh, just quick side note um, for all of you who follow us on Twitter and okay. participate in the in the polls. We appreciate um, you. We appreciate you. Would love to hear some comments. Would love to see some comments. Um, if you could somehow reach out to the like 60 other people that also participated in the polls and get them to watch or get them to participate in the listening, you know, that'd be huge. That'd be amazing. Also, just like always, if you could leave a like comment, subscribe, follow. We're active. I'm trust me. I'm active on our medias and everything. And so I will absolutely you know, reach back. I have tried to um, reach back to some of you guys that have responded to us or said something about the polls and all that. So we'd love to hear from you guys. And, you know, we'd love to hear opinions and all that. And like Jeff said, we need to get up for these Browns and when they're home and it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. So uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.